Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to mybookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at prize picks they also have a slick easy to use mobile app both on the app store and google play they're rated 4.8 stars in the app store with rave reviews so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use that promo code ts U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Taking the time. How are you? What is good, Gamecocks? What is good, Chris Phillips? It is Friday Eve. Oh, yeah. Here we go. A great <laughs> college football weekend awaits us. Hey, where's the Gamecocks cupcake game this weekend? Where is that? Are you a uh, are you a fan of cupcake weekend or do you think it should be abolished? No, it's a no. joke, man. Yeah. This this late in the season, especially, man, it's a total joke. And um, you know. When a guy like Josh Pate is commissioner of college football, Cupcake Weekend will be abolished, Chris. You know, <laughs> the whole pay for play, you know, and then paying for an opponent like Jacksonville State that almost beats you. You know, I mean, uh, there, there should just be a better system than this, Josh, to create 12 competitive games a year. And this this system, Florida State against North Alabama. Chris, I was today years old when I when I learned there was a school called North Alabama. All right. So uh, we got to put an end to that nonsense, man. Let's make it happen. So what about, though, Mark, I'll, I'll say this, just a little bit of pushback here, because I get what you're saying, right? Cupcake weekend, it feels like it serves no purpose. But we had the play-by-play voice of Furman on the show over the summer, and he talked about the value that it has for a school like that. What about schools like a Furman, a Wofford, a PC, who maybe depend on that payday. What would you say about, like, I mean, because I get what you're saying, obviously. It's, we want to see, like, the, the 2020 COVID year, that was a terrible year, obviously, for many reasons. But seeing just 10 SEC games was incredible, right? I mean, it was primetime matchups every week. But I don't know. Like, there's a part of me, like, I have a soft spot where I'm like, I'm glad it helps out a Furman, for example. Yeah. You give them $1.3 million to play in your spring game, you know? That, that's fair. I'll, I'll give you that's fair. Or, or an there's exhibition the in the fall or something like that. I, I, that's, and fair. It, it, that's fair. It, it ratchets up the spring game intensity tenfold because who wants to have over their head all offseason, man, the Gamecocks just lost to Furman, right, in, in the spring game. Who wants four months of digesting that and getting made fun of for that? So you've got a, a significant level of intensity. If you're going to do a November, quote-unquote, cupcake at least make it a juicy cupcake, Chris, you know, like a good, you know, banana cream cupcake or something like that. (laughs) Give me, you know, Ole Miss Tulane, but give that to me in November. Give me Florida Liberty in November. You know, give me South Carolina Boise State in November. So it may not be an SEC game, but you better bring your lunch pail or you're going to wear an embarrassing L. 
Mark, we should all be playing schedules like Florida has next year, right? Isn't that fair? We should all be playing those schedules? Nobody should be playing a schedule like the one Florida has next year. What are you talking about? The most difficult schedule in college football history? In the history of college football. That's not a joke, Chris. That's not a joke. You got Oklahoma and Texas. You got a full SEC slate. Then you got Florida State, Miami, and UCF in the non-conference. Good luck. Good luck. And while we're at it, Chris, I'll let you know my stance on Billy Napier has changed. You can't embarrass the fan base two weeks in a row and have the expectations remain the same. You can't do that, okay? Um, Losing to an Arkansas team that got spanked by Auburn the next week, mediocre Auburn, and giving Arkansas their only win in the SEC this year, inexcusable. Setting a defensive record for futility uh, in the history, in the over 100-year history of Florida football, never had a team given up more than 700 yards. That happened? No. Billy Napier's on notice, Chris. Eight games next year, eight wins next year in the regular season against the most difficult schedule in college football history or else. And I'll have you know, Josh Pate told me yesterday um, that he doesn't believe Billy Napier is going to lose his job this year. But if they lose the last two games in ugly fashion, His replacement is not off the table. You know, his ouster is not off the table. And that just goes to show you, Chris, it shows you the difference in expectation at a program like Florida to a program like Penn State, where Dan Mullen and James Franklin had identical winning percentages of 694. That got Dan Mullen fired. That got James Franklin an extension. It shows you the difference in expectations at a program like Florida compared to South Carolina where, you know, seven and five seasons get Ron Zook fired. It gets coaches at South Carolina statue. Um, If I could have one thing that I would say to South Carolina fans, it's time to up your expectations. And I know South Carolina fans are saying, no, 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 up yours, Mark Ryan. But I'm saying, no, 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 it's time to up your expectations. That is my tough love for you. And Mark, I wanted to get into that, but you just touched on it. Obviously, the comments that Josh Pate had, and I mean, your thoughts. If Florida were to make a move on Billy Napier this offseason, I mean, do you feel like that'd be the right move? Do you think two years and done? Do you think the two-year body of work, in your opinion, let's say they do lose the next two, which they very well could. I mean, they've got uh, Missouri in Como, who Mizzou has been fantastic this year, and then of course Florida State. If they lose the next two, I mean, is it a situation where? Would you be calling for Napier's head? Would you think it's the wrong move? Would you be kind of in the middle and say, well, if they want to make the move, I understand. If not, you'll welcome him back. Like, where would you fall on that? Chris, if it was just something as easy as, man, we see a lot of good signs. It's just going to take time to build it. I would say, brother, you know, give him time to build it because if you build it, they will come. But Chris, Florida plays like a dumb football team. You know, he doesn't hire a special teams coordinator. The team can't get out there in time to kick a field goal against Arkansas. They get penalized five yards. That five yards was the difference between the kick from Smack, best name for a kicker ever, by the way, Smack. <laughs> the, the kick from Smack, also a radio host. Um, the five-yard five yard penalty was the difference between that kick being good and bad, right? And that's the difference between winning and losing against, uh, against Arkansas. Some of the play calls that Billy Napier is responsible for, some of the decisions to go for it on fourth down, 
have been senseless, right? Uh, early, first game of the year, you got two guys with the same number. I've never even heard of that on the field at the same time against Utah. So the lack of organization, the lack of attention to detail um, is very, very concerning. Now, I had a friend say to me over the weekend, we do a group text, Chris, all of our my Gator grad friends. And a friend said to me, Mark, if Billy Napier can't keep our recruiting class together, he really holds no more value. There's now three players that have left the, what was once top three class. And there is a concern that the top three class is going to become a top five class, is going to become a top seven class, is going to become a top ten class. And now all of a sudden, this class that was the saving grace for Billy Napier is now the sixth best class in the SEC. It's not there today, Chris, but that is the worry as what is unfolding here keeps happening. No one understands the word commitment anymore. No one. Okay, kids don't understand. And it's fair to criticize a kid for committing and then switching his commitments. The best thing to do is not commit, Chris. What was the difference between Tiger Woods and Derek Jeter in their perfect in their personal lives. The difference were, were the words, I do. Tiger Woods said them, and then his behavior was a problem, right? Derek Jeter never said them at, before the last uh, eight years of his life, and therefore his behavior is not a problem. The word is commitment. Do we understand what commitment means? Do not commit until you're willing to devote yourself and forsake all others for the cause. These kids today don't seem to understand that. We don't understand that in our personal relationships. Shame on us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark, you mentioned the commitment to excellence, the commitment to winning, raising expectations in a program that has no problem with high expectations. It's Texas A&M, who just fired their head coach, paid Jimbo Fisher $75 million, might I add, to walk because he wasn't meeting expectations. Mississippi State, in a much different situation, also fired their head coach in Zach Arnett. What is your take on those two situations and thoughts on where those two programs may go from here? Yeah, you know, and uh, Josh Pate had some really interesting scoop on A&M the last couple of days. Um, he said, look, no one saw Lincoln Riley happen before it did. No one saw Brian Kelly happen before it did. There are some big names that have interest in this position, and it may be a situation, Chris, where um, you don't know it until it's announced. And then it's a, whoa, 
Brian Kelly to Notre Dame under the cloud of darkness, you know, driving his, his uh, SUV out of uh, South Bend at 3 a.m. in the morning. Like, how does that how does that happen? It may it just may be a situation like that, because, as you know, Chris, money talks on, on the Mississippi State side. This is going to surprise you. I support the decision. It is unbelievable to me when we looked at uh, the Miami football program. Butch Davis won a national championship. Larry Coker then took over, won a national championship. But there was a steady regression to the mean after that. It was like a slow drip. It was 11 and one to nine and three to eight and four to seven and five. And then they had to make a replacement. Brother, Mississippi State fell back to what they were pre-Mike Leach overnight. Overnight. Think about this. Who was everyone's first and second team all SEC QBs before the year began? KJ Jefferson, Will Rogers. Where are those guys? Will Rogers is the next host of Mr. Rogers. Okay. I mean, this it's been an absolute joke. What has happened to the two best quarterbacks in, in college football in the SEC this year. And so I support the firing of Zach Arnett because he was doing nothing that you could hang your hat on and say, oh man, this, this right here, have you seen the way the defense is playing? Have you seen the way special teams is playing? No, man, they immediately regress to being the second worst team in the SEC yet again. Mark, tell me why Dabo Sweeney to Texas A&M doesn't make sense. Um, well, Don Munson told me this week that he thinks it's very probable that Dabo is a Clemson lifer. I did think it was very interesting that, um, you know, every time Dabo gets a chance to shut something down, he doesn't really do it. His comments are not very reassuring. Put it no, that way. <laughs> but they've always been that way. And he's always stayed at Clemson. And you wonder if he wants the one and a half percenters in his mind to be a little bit worried for a little bit for a little while that he actually would leave. Right. Um, Dabo doesn't enjoy life in the pressure cooker. Clemson is not the pressure cooker. Texas A&M is the pressure cooker. I can't see him willingly walking into that. You know, walking into that second guessing, you know, everything you do is under the spotlight. Dabo enjoys being in a place that's kind of like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It's kind of like the Truman Show. There's nothing but rainbows and gumdrops at Clemson, right? And I say that not in a negative way. That's, that place is what makes, what makes it special, you know? Nothing he does is questioned there, right? That's not what you're walking into in Gainesville, Florida. That's not what you're walking into in College Station, Texas. I've lived in both places. Mark, I want to get into this on the Gamecock side of things. So earlier in the week, and I know you mentioned this and talked about this at a segment on this on your show, and I would highly encourage folks to go back and listen to it. But you post the graphic, what Shane Beamer's doing well, where he needs to improve at this point, year three of his tenure. You said doing well, culture building, recruiting, the fan base buy-in. I think we'd all agree. Needs to improve upon acting like a CEO, the overall results being 18 and 17 overall, and then assistant coaching hires your 118th in total defense. You point out, obviously, you fired an offensive coordinator. It's likely you'll move on from a defensive coordinator. So if you want to expand on a couple of those points, some of those points, all those points, what have you, your assessment of Shane Beamer in year three and do the last two weeks, how much of a factor do they play into, let's say he beats Clemson for a second year in a row, do, do they play in a whole lot to your assessment of him through three years? Or uh, just would love for you to expand on that. 
we cannot get to a place uh, with my fellow Gamecock friends, Chris, and you're one of them. We cannot get to a place where winning the final two games, Kentucky and Clemson, is now viewed as a successful season. You can't do that. Okay. We set the bar before the season began. And Chris, I feel like the memory of, of fans is so short in terms of they just always want to see the roses with their team that you and I, have you noticed this? We remind fans of this every time we're on together. Okay. <laughs> the goal to start this season was nine and three for the Gamecocks. A successful season was eight and four. A disappointing season was seven and five. Failure is six and six. South Carolina has clinched failure. That's okay. Clemson has also clinched failure. Okay. Uh, the goal for Clemson was the college football playoff. Phil Steele had them in the national championship game. Number two team in America. Eight and four, no ACC championship. That's a failure. Okay. Um, however, that doesn't mean you couldn't say, well, there's some positive signs looking forward to, to next year. Man, they, they, in the end, they made something resembling chicken parts and chicken salad out of something that clearly wasn't. If they're able to win these final two games, by the way, Clem, uh, South Carolina has a 20% chance to win their final two games, Chris. Okay. The total percentage per Kelly Ford, K Ford ratings is 20%. All right. Um, at the same token, yeah, building a culture is very important. What was my number two on that list, Chris? Of what he's doing well, recruiting. Yes, recruiting. Uh, no doubt about it, continues to do well in recruiting, culture building, recruiting. Uh, he's got a higher blue chip ratio than Muschamp and Spurrier and fan base buy-in. Those are all important. Those are table setters. But by year three, the foundation should already be set there, right? Now you're worried about what's really what really matters, and that's where he's falling short. Mm -hmm. Acting like a CEO, you posted the clip last week, Chris. He still cares way too much about what outside voices like you and I think, right? Look. We encourage, we appreciate all the, our, our audience tuning into us. But a, a head coach should not be coming after a radio host, whether it's you, me, or, or somebody else. Top 10 coaches don't do that, okay? Um, number two, the results are worse than Muschamp. Don't feel bad. Uh, Billy Napier's results are worse than Muschamp, okay? So you're not the only one saying that about Will Muschamp, all right? And then... Um, Finally, the assistant hires and loyalty to a fault. Loyalty to a fault in this business, man, gets you fired, right? It gets you fired. The Gamecock defense has not been good enough. That said, you are encouraged by what you've seen the next last couple of weeks. Last week, I don't care who the opponent was, was the best game South Carolina played all season, was the most complete game South Carolina played all season. If that was the effort against Florida, South Carolina beats the Gators by double digits. And I can prove this. Florida beat Vanderbilt 37-17. South Carolina beat them 47-6. The game was really never in doubt. Now, Chris, I'll ask you this. Okay, let's, uh, let's challenge the Spurs Up show listeners here. Okay, let's, let's challenge them. Will Shane Beamer make a 12-team college football playoff before the year 2030? And I'm going to qualify that with this, Chris. It, he damn well better mm -hmm. if the if the fan base's expectations are in the right place, okay? If if you guys have an out clause for him not to make a college football playoff in the 2020s, you're destined 
to always be an afterthought in the SEC. Okay. Because by that point, this is year three. Year one was 2021. You're giving them nine years to make a college football playoff with 12 teams. Nine years to become the third best team in the SEC one year. Because you know as well as I do, at least three teams from the SEC are going to make that every single year. You damn well better make a 12-team college football playoff in the 2020s. And if it's okay with you as a fan of the Gamecocks that they don't, your program is always going to be an afterthought. Up your expectation. I will accept all the up yours coming from you guys to me. But up your expectations. That's the only way. Ultimately, your program will be a reflection of what you accept. Do not accept less than that. Dawn Staley, by the way, isn't helping Shane Beamer out at all. Well, she is in terms of support, morale, all that stuff. But in terms of what she's achieved, you know, the whole, well, we haven't won here before. That holds no water because what was South Carolina Lady Gamecocks basketball before Dawn Staley got there? Now she's getting the number two recruit in America. You know, you get the right person. That's all that matters. You get the right person. You find your Urban Meyer. You find your young Steve Spurrier. And you're the Lady Gamecocks in football overnight. What part of the Gamecock infrastructure is not playoff worthy? Do you have the right conference? Yes. Do you have a passionate fan base? Yes. Right? Do you have the financial resources yes the only thing you don't have is the history that your own fan base doesn't stop to remind you of okay no 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 can't fire will muschamp he won 23 games in his first three years that was the most ever for a game cock coach well sir that's not even eight wins a year but it's the most ever well if you keep doing what you've always done you'll always get what you've always gotten right flush that crap it's a new day Beamer, you're on the clock. Playoff in the 2020s or else. Boom, out of here. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P-U-R-S-U-P, for $20 off 
your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I mean, I think what's interesting about that, Mark, to your point, <clears throat> if South Carolina let's just call it for what it is. If South Carolina was a program with higher expectations, there'd be chatter of Beamer being fired this year. I mean, that, that's just, just call it for what it is, right? Sure. I mean, if you, I, like, especially if you were to finish four and eight, like there would be talk of that. And especially going into next year, assuming he came back, it would be hot seat. You either get to eight or nine wins or you're out. Like that, that would be the real chatter. So to your point, to your point, I, I think that, uh, but I will say, no, I, I don't think that he gets, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think he gets till 2030 to, to, if he doesn't make a playoff by then. I mean, I've said it, Mark. I think 2025 is the year, which it's, again, it's easy to say this right now. You go through 2024 and you're two and six again. Who knows? But I think he gets till 2025. And at that point, if South Carolina is still a meddling five and seven, six and six program, I think that'll be it. I think that'll be it. You just don't get more than five years in modern college ball. And at most bigger programs, Mark, to your point, like a Florida, you don't get more than three if you're not rolling. You, you just don't get more than three. So of those three, Mark, that Shane Beamer needs to improve upon, you know, I won't ask which one is most important because it's results, right? I mean, the other stuff becomes sort of a – it becomes sort of a footnote if you're winning. It, let's just call it what it is, especially like – the acting like a CEO or the rants, like they're not nearly as much of headline news if you're winning ball games. It just call it what it is. But which of those, like when when you identify that, how would you power rank? I guess the importance of that results, I, I guess, would be number one. But I mean, sure. you got to get the assistance right. You know, I, I think the way you carry yourself, the relationship with the media is important. Maybe that one's of lesser importance, though. Like, you know, I, I'm just curious of which of those can be fixed the quickest, if you will. Does that make sense? I mean, it, it's... Yeah, like, well, you, you know. can fix the assistant hires the quickest, but I think acting like a CEO is second most important to results, right? Like, you can be a little bit of a whiner. You can get into the mud with um, media members, right, as long as you're winning. But at the same time, I don't think you win unless you start acting like a CEO, you know? Like, I, I don't think your name, I don't think you garner the respect that you need to have behaving that way sometimes, right? And so I think, I think that's second in importance to results. Assistant hires coming number three. I got an interesting, a second interesting question for you, brother. Um, if we were to set today as day zero, okay? Today is day zero for Dabo and Beamer, okay? It's the first day on the job. But we have all the history that we know, okay? We have Dabo 
who's won two national championships at Clemson, but is now there's some friction between he and the fan base, right? We have Beamer, who the fan base still loves, but they're like, you know, let's go. Channeling my, channeling my inner Adam Sandler, ta 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 today, Junior, with the results. Let's get going, right? Let's get going with the results here. Um, if we're talking about this with Dabo and Beamer, who's at their current place of work longer if today is day zero, starting right now? So you start the clock today, but all of the previous history has happened, okay? Who, who would uh, I bet you're on? You're saying Beamer has until 2025. Hmm. How do we feel like he's, he's going to turn the corner before then? Um, Dabo, I don't think, would lose his job unless he had three straight losing seasons. But is Dabo getting fed up with the new era of college football? Is he getting fed up with Clemson fans questioning him? Who's there longer? If I had to guess today from today, from this point forward, Chris, I would guess Clem, Dabo's at Clemson for five more years. And I would guess Beamer's at South Carolina for three more years. That's what I would guess. What do you say? And I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I want to make that very clear because some people are going to lose their mind in the comments. You know, I think the way that – I'm going to say Beamer. Here's why, though. I'm going to say Beamer because I think the embracing of Transfer Portal and NIL is going to help him, especially the portal. He's going to – and I think this portal cycle will tell us a lot, right? If they struggle in the portal again this year – I'm going to start to become really, really worried whether it's they just can't convince the best players to come to South Carolina. They don't have the NIL structure to get the best players to come to South Carolina. There will be real red flags raised if they struggle in the portal again this cycle. Um, I'm going to go South Carolina, though, Mark, because I wouldn't be surprised if Beamer got much longer than we expected because, to your point, I I just – the pressure to win 10, 11, 12 games, make a 12-team playoff, I don't know that it's as high as we're even giving it credit. I, I really don't. I think if Beamer can hover around the 7 or 8 win mark, as long as he's doing that, he's going to get as long as he wants. I, I genuinely believe that. That's pathetic. I, 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 and maybe there, maybe 2026, you start to – around the 7 or 8 win mark. I could and be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong, but – I know how jubilant Gamecock fans were last year going eight and four. Uh, and I don't uh, think there's a, a fan out there that wouldn't sign up for that season again. I, I just, but to your point okay, though, with, no, no, no. with you, a, with a Lenoris, for that season last with a Lenoris sellers, with a Lenoris sellers, maybe then you start to say, okay, we've got the quarterback. Like there's no excuse not to, with that being said though, I still think Beamer, I think he'll get a longer leash even than a Dabo would get. Cause to your point, I think Dabo is going to get fed up with transfer portal NIL much more quickly because this thing's just getting started, Mark. You know that. I mean, it, it's only going to get crazier and crazier, and the word commitment is going to mean less and less and less. And it's, I mean, Mark, we were talking about the show yesterday, like people talking about is Juice Wells going to come back? And a lot of it has to do with NIL. You have to start evaluating this as like this is a pro sports organization where you have a salary cap. Every team has a salary cap, whether you want to admit it or not. Every team has a limited number of NIL resources that they have to distribute. So I was saying that as much as I'd love Juice Wells to come back, maybe you second guess and say he's got to come back for the right price because you only have so much money to give out. I don't know that uh, Dabo wants to live in that world. Uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, no, Chris, you're you're losing me with that, man. But but I I gotta say, I do think it would improve college football. On the show today, right off the top at 3 p.m., 
your three ideas to improve college football, the health of college football. One of them to me is, you know, you got to have contracts that tie coaches and players to their teams through the end of the season, Chris, not the end of November, the end of the season. Contracts tie you to your school. There's no branking them. Ironclad. Okay. Number two, I want salary caps for coaches and I want salary caps for schools, uh, for, you know, NIL, NIL money. Okay. Our salary cap at Alabama is $10 million. We have $10 million. Well, this five-star quarterback is going to cost us three. Can't afford it. Can't afford it. Right. Can't afford the $3 million quarterback because we got too much NIL money tied up in, in other, you know, other things. You know, this Tennessee quarterback, Yama Lieva, got $8 million or whatever. It's ridiculous. Florida lost the quarterback last year that's now at Arizona State because they wouldn't come on with uh, 8 to $10 million. It's ridiculous, Chris. You know, you can't have it be the Wild West. You, can't, you don't even want it to be Major League Baseball, where the richest teams always have the best chance, or the English Premier League, where the richest teams always have the best chance. You want a somewhat level playing field, and you want to be able to enforce it and then you want employed by the NCAA compliance officers on every campus with bodyguard protection to do their jobs and to root out wrongdoing. Like there's, there are solutions to this mess. There really are, but you got to actively search for them. I, I know the entire conversation though, Mark makes you cringe, especially like the, like when you start talking about salary cap like that, it's NFL light, man. Like at that, it really is just NFL light at that point. It's no longer the college football that we we grew up with or, or we knew and loved. It is. It's a completely different animal now. Hey, Chris, let's wake up, buddy. It already isn't the same college. <laughs> I know, football. I know, I know. You're I'm just there. right, right, These are right, right. Already employees, right? right? Did right. you hear the conversation Lane Kiffin had with the guy he kicked off his team? Did that sound like a student-teacher relationship? Or did that sound like an employee-employer conversation, mm -hmm. right? That was an employer firing an employee for failure to report to the job, mm -hmm. right? That's what that was. We're already there. Mm -hmm. So if we're already there with employer and employee, why can't we be there with salary caps and with contracts? Oh, no, 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 brother. There's no opting out of bowl games. No, 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 juice wells. There's no opting out of a season, Okay. Um, the doctor says you can go, you want your scholarship, you go, you play. Okay. No BS. None of that crap. Right. I like That's, it. That, I like that it. would, that would improve the health of college football. On sides. I say Mark Ryan on that take on sides to take you, one from thanks. your show. Thank um, you, South Carolina, Kentucky, Mark, you're picking the Gamecocks to win this football game. I'm picking the Gamecocks to win this football game. 35 to 34. I don't feel good about it, Mark. I wouldn't feel good about it if I was taking Kentucky. I think Kentucky's the better football team. But momentum is such a big deal in college football, especially with 18 to 22-year-old athletes. The game is at Williams-Rice Stadium at night. Am I relying on the intangibles too much? Like, when you look at this game, you've got South Carolina. Just tell me why. Give me a reason why. I want to, Chris, and I will, but I want to hi highlight the Sir Big Spurs burner who has a good message here. And this is one that should be adopted by all Gamecock fans immediately. He says, I'd expect a standout year of 10 plus wins every now and then. And if that didn't happen, I definitely see a consistent eight win coach getting the can. 
Yeah, Chris, Gamecock fans should be elated by an eight-win season last year. But last year's season should no longer be acceptable two years from now. See what I'm saying? With what he took over to win eight games last year was great, right? But if it's always eight wins, if eight wins is the ceiling, you got the wrong guy. To your point on on Kentucky, both Clemson and South Carolina are playing higher-ranked opponents this week. Um, North Carolina's number 20 in the college football playoff rankings. Clemson's unranked. Uh, the most respected ranking service in America is Bill Connolly's S&P Plus. South Carolina is 50th. Kentucky is 31st. I think the Palmetto State goes 2-0 this weekend, Chris. 2-0. I think it has a winner-take-all mentality heading into the rivalry game against Clemson. By the way, where does the Clemson-South Carolina rivalry? Oh, my bad. Throw the flag on me. Rule of fandom number six, Chris. Whoever won the last game, their name goes first in the rivalry. So it's South Carolina Clemson. Where does it rank amongst the all among the most hate-filled rivalries in college football? You just might see a graphic from my buddy Eric Reese from my account coming out <laughs> on uh, later in the day on uh, on that Chris Phillips. Why does South Carolina win? South Carolina wins because Kentucky's not playing for anything anymore because they got their tails whipped by. Alabama last week, and they're a little bit mentally hurt by that. They're a little bit physically banged up by that still, right? Um, you know, you don't, you're not 100% the week after you play Alabama, mentally, physically, anything. You think less of yourself the week after you played Alabama. So would you not agree that South Carolina is feeling better about themselves at this point than they, than they have at any other point of the season? Yes. Would you agree that Kentucky's feeling worse about itself right now than they have at any other point of the season? That Alabama game was a 10-and-a-half-point line. They lost by 28 at home, 49-21. For the first time all season, South Carolina ran the football. South Carolina stopped the run. Momentum, home, Kentucky not playing for anything. A month ago, I never would have said it, Chris, because your importance in the game of football is in direct proportion to the distance you line up from the football further away you are from the football when the ball is snapped, the less important you are. Kentucky is far better than South Carolina in the trenches where it matters the most, but South Carolina is improving. Kentucky might be giving up. I like South Carolina. If you told me, Chris, this game is 31 to 10 in the third quarter, I would be sure that South Carolina is winning in a blowout. If you tell me it's 2017 in the third quarter, I would be sure that Kentucky has the shot to win the game. But there is no scenario in this one where Kentucky wins by a blowout. Kentucky wins close, South Carolina wins close, or South Carolina wins in a blowout, and two of those three have the Gamecocks winning. Would you say it's a blowout or a close game, Mark? Do you have a feel? I, I think if it's a high-scoring game, in my opinion. That, that's, that's where I fall on it. I think it's a close game. I think it's a one-score game. I think it's a high-scoring game. I could see 30-20. 31-21. I could see that. But I, I do have the Gamecocks winning. And, you know, look, you joked at the beginning of the year, man. Uh, man, we could have five and six Clemson battling five and six South Carolina for the right to go to a bowl. Down year for Clemson, down year for South Carolina, but still potentially fever pitch intensity for this game 
coming up 7.30 p.m. next week. And, of course, they had to put it at the same time as Florida, Florida State, right? You're not going <laughs> to let Mark Ryan watch both of those games, right? Can't cherish my orange and blue in that one, right? <laughs> oh, man, I got to tell you this, brother. Um, Josh Pate joined our show yesterday, mm. said, Mark, we know that chaos is going to reign the last few weeks because it always does. I said, what is the most likely source of that chaos? I gave him 10 games to pick from. 10, you know, like Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Louisville, Florida State, Minnesota, Ohio State. What's the most likely source of chaos? He said, Florida, Florida State. He said, Mark, in a one-game scenario, the talent is very even between those two. And what Miami did to Florida State a week ago is proof of that. Florida, Florida State, the most likely. Hey, man, you can get me to sign on to that if it comes from Josh Pate. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Mark, this is always a ton of fun. Last thing, and I'll get you out of here. Florida and Missouri this weekend. What's your confidence level? One to ten, the Gators can punch their ticket to bowl eligibility. You have any confidence at all? Very. I got a very strong confidence level, Chris, of negative thirty in this game. <laughs> uh, best best bet you could make on the week is Missouri minus eleven and a half. Chris, that, <laughs> it might be Missouri minus eleven and a half. They might they might have that spread beat by the end of quarter one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. They have a zone concept that Florida's going to have a, a ton of ton of issue with. You know, the Eli Drinkwood success does speak to preaching patience with a head coaching regime, what he's done and how he's done it. I, I, you know, I can't see how anyone's friends with that guy. You know, like, uh, you know, did you see how he shook hands with Josh Heifel? There's a I video did. of that out yeah. now. What, what we stand that, on business, mean? Josh. We stand on business. What does that like- mean? What does that mean? We, we stand on business like we mean what we say. We're legit. Like, I, because I, I think Hypel said something that week about, I don't know, but to say that, you know, you stand on business, like you stand on your word, you're a man of your word, like we, you know, we're confident in who we are type of deal. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm confident in who they are too. Okay. So, uh, I'm very confident in who Missouri is, and I'm very confident that Florida's not going to uh, have much to say about it. If I'm wrong, please delete this portion of the broadcast, Chris. Uh, you know, please don't do anything like send it to freezing cold takes or anything like that. But I have less than zero confidence this week against Missouri. You have a smart, well-coached team that is inferior in talent to Florida, and it's going to make no difference whatsoever. F- Missouri, big. Yeah, well said. I'm taking Missouri as well for what it's worth. Mark Ryan of the Fan Upstate. Check him out every single day, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Fan Upstate at Mark Ryan on air on social media. Mark, this is always a blast, man. Truly, I appreciate it. We'll get together on schedule for next week because obviously I know Thanksgiving, the craziness, but I definitely, without a doubt, cannot go into next weekend's rivalry matchup without getting your thoughts, your predictions, the full preview, all the thoughts. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you greatly. I can't wait. Thank you so much, guys. Be well. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon.